Well, good morning, Genesis Church. How are we doing today? My name is Michael Amatuza. I'm the student pastor here at our Carmel campus, and I just want to say thank goodness for a video after baptisms so that I don't have to come up here crying. Um, But seriously, I was sitting over here like, I have to pull it together. But I thought the testimonies this morning were so cool because both of the kids said, I don't really remember a life before Jesus. And so, okay, here we go. Don't get emotional. Uh, so good job, parents. Like, honestly, like, that's, that's awesome. I mean, isn't that what we want for our kids? Like, we don't really want them to know a life apart from Jesus. And so very exciting morning. I hope that you all are encouraged um, and maybe not as weepy as me. But today, what, I, what we're going to do is we're going uh, to kind of recap the summer a little bit. Today is family service. Um, family service is an opportunity. Yes, you'll see kids in the room and parents. I just want to say this. Like I know kids can get squirmy and, and, uh, and it'll be hard and sometimes they'll be loud this morning and I just want to say it's okay. All right, Jesus welcomed the little children. We're welcoming them, we're welcoming them in this morning. We want them to see how uh, their parents worship and how we worship together and why we gather together and, and do the things that we do. I love that there are kids in the room who are experiencing life change in other kids. And so that's why we get together. That's why we do these family services. But also uh, because we want to recognize we're one church family here at Genesis Church. So whoever you came with today, I hope you'll leave today with a shared experience, something to discuss uh, together. Now, we've done a lot of things over the summer. Gen Kids, if you've been going to all the Gen Kids things, you've kept busy this summer. There's been popsicles in the park. They had the pool day at the Monon Center um, just last weekend. Uh, they wrapped up the summer with a summer carnival. Uh, for the adults, we did stuff like party in the park. We did backyard picnics. Um, there, were, there were some of those still happening this past week. And in addition to all of those things, as you just saw on this video, we took 112 students and leaders uh, to a conference in June called MOVE for high schoolers and a conference in July called mix for our middle school students, 83 total students across both of those things. Yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome. And I'll just tell you, like, we had so many students this year, we had to do something we never did before. We rented a charter bus and took a charter bus uh, up to Michigan and a charter bus, uh, charter bus to Marion. And kids thought, like, they were royalty. It was, it was, but it was a lot of fun. Like, it was a blast. Um, and the video you watched, we had a, a production team, uh, a couple guys who, they drove all the way to Holland, Michigan to capture everything that you saw. They drove to Marion to capture everything that you saw. And so uh, they, they valued that enough to say, we want to be able to bring that experience back for you all to see that, for you to see what's going on in the lives of these students. And, and it's fun. Like those conferences are fun, right? Like you saw the energy <laughs> and all of that. Um, and uh, it takes like a month to recover, by the way, if you go to those things. Um, it's a blast. But even more than that, the reason we take students to these conferences is the mission statement I hope that you saw at the end of the video by uh, CIY, Christ in Youth, is to call students to Christ and to a life of kingdom work through the local church. That's what they're passionate about. They know that they're, they're putting on a week-long conference and it will be the spiritual high, but these students are going to come back down from that mountaintop experience back to real life. Uh, and, they, and they understand that and they're trying to help uh, uh, leaders, student pastors, and parents succeed when those students come back and, and equip them to be kingdom workers in their local church, in their communities. That's, what, that's why we love bringing students um, to these conferences. And so uh, kids, so how many of you had dirt pudding this morning? Any, yeah, okay, if you didn't, you can make some dirt pudding on your way out today. Uh, you might see this display here of different uh, dirts and soils. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. What we're going to do is we're going to take the theme from both of the summer conferences broadcast, and we're going to talk about that today and apply it to our lesson. And I just want adults, all of you to listen up for a moment, and, say, and I want to tell you this. This message today is not just a middle school or high school message. 
Okay, this, this is not just for middle schoolers and high schoolers in the room or just the kids in the room. This, this, uh, this is going to relate to every single one of us. Um, now, I want to ask you this question, broadcast. What comes to your mind when you hear broadcast? This is the part where you participate. Shout it out. What do you, what do you think of? Radio? The news. The news? Okay. What would you say? Okay, I don't know who that is. I'm probably too young. <laughs> Showing my age. Um, here we go. Uh, what else? What else? Huh? So, now people are just throwing jokes. Netflix, did you say? Internet. Oh, the internet. Right. We think of technology, right? Um, but here's the thing that's interesting about the word uh, broadcast. Um, we think about technology, but really in the mid-18th century, broadcast was a word most commonly used by farmers. Uh, and we don't think of it that way now, but the earliest use of this word was recorded in 1785, and it was used in reference to sowing seed by scattering it widely. Um, and, and so that's what broadcast means. And a sower just means someone who's, who's planting seeds, right? So somebody who's casting, a farmer who's casting seed, that's what the word broadcast means. And it wasn't until the early 1900s, you guys didn't know you're getting a history lesson on the word broadcast, uh, that, it, that it took on more of its modern term that we think of now, like radio and television. And, and those early media pioneers, they, they took that word because they said, hey, we could take a message and we could broadcast it. We could spread wide um, our, our message. And so this word, it applies so well. We, we talked about it all week at our conferences, um, that this is really what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to broadcast or to spread wide uh, his message and to scatter it everywhere. Um, and so uh, today we're, go we're going to look at one of the ways that Jesus did that when he walked this earth. One of the ways he would broadcast his message was through parables. Now, how many of you in the room know what a parable is? Shout it out. I love that you guys raised your hands. You guys are ready for to go back to school already. Um, what did you say? Stories. stories. You nailed it. Stories, right? Uh, how many of you like stories? We like this. You can raise your hand. Okay. I love stories. Um, I love, I love uh, stories that have twists and turns, last minute plot twists, like a good story. Uh, Haley and I were talking with our friends about a year ago, and we discovered to our surprise and horror that they had never watched any of the Marvel movies. And so we said, we're going to watch all of them. We're going to watch them from beginning to end in chronological order. And even as the new ones are coming out, we're just going to plop them in there, and we're going to watch them all. And we did. It took us almost a year um, and most weekends. And some people might say that was a waste of time, but it was enjoyable. And what you learn about a good story is a good story is really only as good as the storyteller is, right? You can have a good story, but a horrible storyteller in it, and it's, it's not very entertaining. Well, kids, students, parents in the room, Jesus is the best storyteller. He's the greatest storyteller. And so we're going to look at his parables today. And what, what, what makes Jesus' parables um, special, and this might surprise you, it's not the CGI. Uh, it's not your favorite actor or actresses showing up in the story. What makes Jesus's parable so special is what's behind the story he told. Because Jesus told a story that seemed ordinary, but there was something else going on. And Jesus actually, he often opened up, uh, before he would share his parable, he would say, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he would share a story. And so what Jesus was doing is he was giving his audience a front row seat to understand what his kingdom is like. 
Um, and, and so, uh, church, if we, if we want to better understand uh, the parables of Jesus or the kingdom of, of God, then we should study the parables of Jesus. Now, Jesus, he told lots of parables, um, but today we're going to focus in on one of them. And I, I have a feeling you guys are pretty smart and you might already know what that parable is based on the dirt pudding and all of the soils up here. But we're going to look at the parable of the sower or the farmer. And so if you have your Bible with you, you can turn to Matthew chapter 13. And I think it's important as you're turning there that we pray. But before we do that, I would actually like to go to verse 9 in Matthew 13, where Jesus, uh, he, share, he, says, uh, he says something at the end of his parable, uh, and it kind of boils down to this. Uh, he says this in Matthew 13, 9, whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. What does that even mean? Uh, kids in the room and students, I need your help, okay? Uh, I want to help just the, or we're going to help the entire room. So who threw a gummy bear up here, by the way? Gummy worm. All right. Um, we're going to help the whole room understand a little ADHD. We're fine. Uh, we're with the kids. Oh, you're going to help? Okay. How many ears do you have? Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> Parents, you're doing a great job. Okay. If you can hear me right now, clap two times. Okay. This is what Jesus meant. When he said, anyone who has ears, uh, let them hear. Uh, he was actually asking more of a question than he was making uh, a statement here. He was saying, are you truly listening? Are you genuinely listening to God? Not just hearing, but understanding. You clap two times, why? Because you heard what I said, but then you also understood what I was saying. The NLT makes it a little bit simpler. Uh, it, it puts it like this. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And so uh, Jesus, he used parables to help those who were truly listening understand who he is and what his kingdom is like. But at the same time, Jesus is also telling his audience um, that those who have hard hearts, those who are, are unwilling to listen and understand, they're only going to be further confused by these parables and maybe even frustrated by them. So I want to pray this morning right now, before we go any further, that God would give us ears to hear this morning, but not just hear, to listen and understand. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the way that you demonstrated your great love um, for us by sending him to this earth to die for us. Um, God, would you give us ears to hear this, this morning? Would you give us um, ears to hear, and not just to hear, but to listen and understand um, Father, thank you for your son. Um, thank you for his words. Thank you for your word. And we pray all of this in his name. Amen. Okay, Matthew 13. We're going to start in verse 3. It says this, Then he, Jesus, told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky uh, places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now, I don't know how many farmers we have in the room, if any, but I don't think we have to be one to understand um, what Jesus is getting at here. The best, the best environment for this seed to grow is on what soil? The good soil, right? Um, we don't have to be a farmer to understand that. But Jesus, remember, he's using an earthly story 
with a heavenly meaning. So there's something else going on here than just seeds and soils. And thankfully for us, we have recorded in scripture where Jesus shares with his disciples later on exactly what this parable means. And so we're going to push forward nine verses to verse 18, uh, where Jesus explains the meaning of this parable. He says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they fall, uh, they quickly fall away. And the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Now, I love this because Jesus, he tells us exactly the exact meaning of this parable, that the soil represents our hearts. And that the seed that the sower is casting it represents the good news that Jesus is bringing, the gospel. And the sower, he, he casts widely the good news, but not every heart is ready to receive it. And that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to look at our heart. Um, and, and Dan Tao did a great job putting together our soils here today. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to look at each soil. We're going to look at the path that's been walked on. We're going to look at the, the soil that has rocks just beneath the surface, the weeds and the thorns, and then the good soil. And I want you to ask yourself, this is kids, students, parents in the room, I want you to ask yourself, which of these soils best represents my heart today? So the first one I want to talk about is, is the path. Now, what do we know about a path? A path has been walked on. It's used to, to, to walk on. Travelers from all over have stomped all over it. That's what a path is used for. Um, and, and I think for some of us, um, our hearts, it resembles the path because we feel a little beat up. We feel like we've been trampled on. Um, we feel uh, beaten down. Um, and, and it could be that it's people in your past or your present who have, who have hurt you to the point that you feel beaten up and you kind of feel numb to life. And maybe some of you are just discouraged by the state of the world and you feel like everything's out of control and your hearts have become so hard that the message that Jesus is broadcasting cannot even take root. And it's snatched away before the seed is even given a chance. And seed that is cast on the ground, um, it, has, it has no chance of survival. Is there, is there hardness in your heart today? And then the rocky soil here, others of you, you have a different story. Uh, maybe you got really excited when you, when you initially heard the good news, um, you, you received it with joy, but just below the surface, something was going on. Just below the surface, there were rocks that started to, to cause uh, the roots of the seed to be stunted and they couldn't grow anymore. And so the message of Jesus has maybe begun to wither away a little bit in your life. And I don't know what those rocks are in your life. Um, what, 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 does, what is that for you? Is it, is it cynicism? Um, rocks can look like skepticism towards uh, the church. It, rocks sometimes look like pride 
in our life. Um, maybe insecurities that you have or, or past hurt that you've experienced towards someone. Sometimes rocks look like selfishness um, or anger uh, or maybe even laziness just below the surface. And, and maybe for some of you, it's, it's hardship that you've gone through. And, and, and when something difficult came your way, you kind of just started to fall away or rocks began to build just beneath the soil. Are there rocks in your heart today? Or maybe you resonate more with uh, the weeds and the thorns. Did you maybe receive the message of Jesus years ago? Or maybe, maybe it was recent for you, um, but since then you can hardly remember um, why you started following Jesus. And the cares of this world and the worries of this life have become a distraction for you. And, and, and for some of you, that might look like your careers. Your careers, the things that it's been so important, things have actually been going well in your career and you're successful. And what matters to you is success and performance. Um, and it's actually been a distraction without you realizing it. Um, and sometimes that's because those are the people that we hang out with. Um, those are the coworkers or the friends, and those are the things that they value with successful careers and, and performance-based uh, lives. That's what matters to them. Um, for some of us, there are certain things that, uh, that distract us that are a little less obvious on the surface. Um, it could be social media. We get lost in social media um, we get lost in the news and the things in social media, and it begins to um, draw us away from Christ. Uh, maybe it's binge-watching Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or Peacock, or there's so many streaming services now. Whatever it is, but you use, you use that. That's something that you go to or becomes a distraction, and it, and, it, and it pulls you away from Christ. Kids, maybe it's video games. I don't know what it is. But maybe as we're discussing these soils, you're, you're realizing some things are starting to surface. And you're saying, yeah, I think that might, be, that might be me. There's all sorts of things in life that can distract us. Jesus, he even goes as far as to point out one specifically. He talks about wealth. He says that money can be a problem. The deceitfulness of wealth um, can be a problem. He actually says the deceitfulness of wealth, it would choke the word, making it unfruitful. And here's the thing about, about all of these things. Most of these things that I just talked about, we would categorize, if we're honest with ourselves, we would categorize as not that bad. Am I right? It's not that bad. Like, we all can relate to some of those things. It's not that bad. You know, binge watching is not that bad. Social media is not that bad. And I'm not saying it is all bad. That's, that's not the claim that I'm making. Um, but some of these things that we say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. Um, Jesus says the result of that soil, it chokes the very word of God from your heart. So are there, are there thorns in your heart today? Here's the thing about all three of these soils. Seeds cannot grow there. Right? Some of the seeds maybe get, uh, begin to, uh, to have some roots or take a little bit of root and just start to sprout, but no, none, of these environments, um, none of these environments will sustain that seed or that plant. None of the, none of the seeds um, can grow there. 
Here's the thing that's incredible about Jesus, though. Jesus, he knows his creation so well. And there's no doubt in my mind that, that these soils represent each and every one of you. Every soil here is represented in this room. Uh, and I believe that's because Jesus knows his audience. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows you and me so well. Um, he knows what we're going through. He knows the audience he's sharing this parable with. But how gracious is our God uh, he's not just the sower, he's the good sower, the sower that keeps broadcasting the message. He keeps spreading wide the gospel message of his love. The sower continues to broadcast seed in hopes um, that we'll receive it. He broadcasts it on the path and on the rocky soil and on the weed and the thorns in hope that it will one day fall on the fourth soil, the good soil. Good soil has nutrients uh, good soil it has everything it needs for a plant to grow and to thrive. It hasn't been trampled on and walked on and hardened. It's free of roots and of rocks, um, anything that would get in the way from this plant flourishing. But you know what's interesting about good soil is good soil is not naturally good. Good soil has to be worked on. A couple of years ago... Um, a friend of mine, actually the same friend that watched all those movies with me, Dom, helped me um, work on my flower bed in the front of our, of our yard. We had just moved in a couple years prior. We hadn't really touched anything landscaping-wise. And so he helped me in the, uh, in the heat dig up rocks and stones and all other sorts of junks, toys from the previous owner. There's all things, uh, types of things in the soil, right? And we pulled all of it out, and, um, and he helped me replant some hostas in there. And then we laid a couple uh, layers of mulch. And I want to show you a picture of what this looked like. So when we finished, it looked something like this. Now, there was more work to be done, but for Haley and I, it was so nice to pull up to our house, and I was like, oh, that looks nice. Like, our yard looks nice. It's coming together, and we took a lot of time and effort to make it look this way. But now I want to show you a picture of what it looks like um, uh, two years later. I just took this picture this week, and um, it's kind of embarrassing what I'm going to show you, like genuinely, as I was thinking, I'm like, this is kind of embarrassing to show people. It really is. And for those of you in the room who, uh, who love landscaping and love taking care of your lawn, you will probably be offended, okay? So this is a disclaimer to all of you. I'm sorry for offending you. Um, but here's a picture I took just this week. I could make excuses, but I don't think it's worth it. It's offensive, okay? I understand it, it doesn't look good, right? I mean, the other picture looked a whole lot better. Um, but here's why I showed you this, this picture, because I think for some of us here today, for some of us online today, these two pictures represent your heart and your journey with God. That it's maybe been years since you've tended to the soil, that life has since then trampled all over you or you've allowed rocks and weeds to grow and they're stunting your spiritual growth and they're choking out the hope that you once had. But can I tell you the good news today? The good news today is that it's not too late to stir up the soil. It's not too late to stir up the soil. It's not too late for a seed to land on good soil and to take root. It's not too late to take care of it and to water it and to nurture it. The question today really is, will you allow Jesus 
to work on the soil? Will you allow Jesus to come in and work on your heart today? And let me tell you from experience, pulling weeds and rocks and stones and all other kinds of junk out of the soil, it's painful and it's hard work and it's not easy. But something far better is waiting on the other side of that process. And here's what Jesus says happens with the seed that falls on good soil. He says it bears much fruit, 30, 60, 100 times. Would you take a moment and close your eyes this morning? And I just want us to close our eyes just to eliminate all distractions for just a moment. And I want to share this with you. This is the message that has been broadcast for over 2,000 years. This is the good news. There is a God who created everything. He created all of humankind to reflect his image. Everything was created for Christ and through Christ with a specific purpose and design. And God said it was all good. But humanity, you and I, thought that they knew better than their creator, so they chose to do life their own way. Living by their own standards, they sought to pleasure themselves however they saw fit, and God calls this sin. And sin is anything that is outside of God's original design for his creation. And God says that the wages of sin is eternal death. But because of his great love for you, God who is rich in mercy, sent his son Jesus to this earth to die for your sins. He paid that debt so that you could be reunited with your creator. And this is a gift from God. And you can't earn it by any measure of good deeds or shouting and pleading. It is only by the grace of God that you are saved through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And he promises to all who receive his son, Jesus, and believe in his name, he gives them the right to become children of God. And he blesses you in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And when you believe, he marks you with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance and eternal life with your creator and your heavenly father forever. Anyone who has ears to hear, let them hear. Will you stand and pray with me? Father, give us ears to hear you, but not just to hear, to listen and to understand. Father, I pray for everyone um, listening today. For those who are hearing maybe the good news for the first time, God, that they, would, that they would receive that and that they would tend to their soil. God, I believe that you are speaking, that Holy Spirit, you are speaking to each person in this room individually, God, that you are working on them, that you um, are continually working on them. And Father, I pray you would do the same thing um, in my heart. God, would you, um, would you come in? Would you work on our hearts? Father, it's a lifelong process. We want to grow deep, deep, deep roots in you. The kind of, um, the kind of roots that, that will produce much fruit. 
Father, will you come? Jesus, will you come? And we pray all of this in your son's name. Amen.